0: y'all it's your girl Sharice welcome to another episode of grown-ass folk podcast how you doing how you been clink 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 I know that one sounded a little crazy but it's cool um Kobe says hello he's back in the building um and I just wanted to come to y'all with this episode this week because it's just something that I have to talk about like birthday Week for me, and I've been reflecting, and, um, yeah, and so this is just something that came to me uh, a couple days ago that I really, really want to talk about, um, I promise that I'm gonna get to you guys and tell you why your man likes his dog better than he likes you. I know that you've been wanting to hear me talk about it, and it's coming. It's coming. Just stick with me. Bear with me. Um, But today, we are going to talk about the fact that my mother likes me now, and it's weird. So my mother and I have a very, very special relationship, and um, it's getting weirder by the day. And I just wanted to come and talk about it because I'm sure that there are other people that feel me, um, especially my people that don't have kids. You might identify with this a little bit more than those who do have kids or maybe not because I, I hear that, you know, the karma uh, is crazy when you have kids. So maybe people will not understand. But yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Stick with me. Thank you for joining me. And uh Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so here to talk about um, my mother and I now. um, It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. My mother, I was, I'm the youngest by 10 years. And so I was my mother's little miracle and growing up, it was me and her, and um, so we were very close when I was a young child. And then I became a teenager, and everything that she taught me started to kind of take effect. And I don't think that she was completely ready for that. And so her and I did not get along really from my preteens from like 12 to I want to say like 22 so like for a good solid 10 years me and my mother did not get along we loved each other but we did not like each other and we were very verbal about that and um things transpired in there and it made things really really complicated but then, I don't know, somewhere along there, she kind of came... I I don't say she came to her senses, but I guess she just, like, reflected and realized, hey, I've raised the type of woman that I want to see in this world. And she forgave me for all of the things that she thought that I had done wrong, right? And so... <clears throat> Around like 22, 23, we started to kind of see eye to eye, but it was still very awkward because, you know, the past is there. It's there. You cannot, you can forgive people, but a lot of times you cannot forget. So it was very awkward, early 20s, mid 20s. And then my very late. 20s into my 30s I started to feel like she felt like she had an ally in me and which she does because her and I are the two people in my family kind of with the most sense right we're very commonsensical people and so it started to get weird around my mid-30s because i hit like 33 34 35 and i started to become a person that she confided in now uh a little bit of you know context here my mother is the type of person who you know everybody ain't your friend is her mantra when i was younger if i called somebody my friend then i had to really explain to her the process behind that and how that person became my friend and then she let me know if that was acceptable or not and it's just just the way it is my mother doesn't have a whole lot of friends because just you know we won't get into the family history and everything but this is just what happened this is just how she is who she is And I appreciate that and accept it for what it is. Um, But I have kind of turned into the same person, but for different reasons. Like for her, it was like family reasons. She had been burned. She had been let down, disappointed. Covey, that's disrespectful. Thank you. Um, So she had been let down, disappointed, stabbed in the back, all of these things. I did not have that same experience. I was simply an introvert, so it it was it was equal parts, so I was one third an introvert I was one third a weirdo, and then I was one third you know up my husband's ass so those are the things that happened. In my lifetime, that caused me to not have a whole big, huge circle of friends. Because my husband is my person. He's my best friend. He's the person that I want to be around. And a lot of times, a lot of women could not deal with that sort of, quote, unquote, competition. And it's just like, there is none. Bitch, if you're going to make me choose between you and my husband, guess who's going to win? And then, I'm an introvert, so I just don't go around... Just, like, making friends all willy-nilly. Like, I I like people. I like to be social. I like to be around people. But when I need my space, I need my space. I have to recharge, all that good stuff. And so, you know, it is what it is. I don't have a whole lot of friends. Neither does my mother. And it is, those are for completely different reasons. So we get to a space where... There are things that happen in my family because just like my mother and I are, we're alike, but we're not like a whole lot alike. But my, my father and my brother are like exactly alike. So I was daddy's girl. But my father did not provide for me the same type of parenting that he provided for my brother and it's not to say that he parent parented me less than he did my brother but it was just a different type like my brother needed non-judgmental you know whatever and so that's what he got from my father i was a daddy's girl so i i got something there was a different added value to my relationship with my father. So I'm not a whole lot like my mother, but we are the people in my family who have a tendency to think the same thoughts about the things that go on in the family. So it started with you know, conversations about things that are going on in the family and what I thought and her listening to my thoughts and then her saying, oh, my daughter is an adult and she actually has common sense. So she is somebody that I can listen to and take advice from who's going to be objective because really I mind my business and drink my water. So the things that I say about what is happening in my family, I don't say them because, the situations directly affect me, I just say what, you know, is on my mind as far as common sense and, you know, things like that. So she realized that the things that I was saying about what was going on in our family were true and accurate and things that, you know, made sense and I was mature and I had common sense. And so our conversations started to resemble less of mother daughter and more of you know two non-judgmental friends right so that became weird for me at a certain point because I was not used to my mother like my uh, this is weird I told y'all it's weird so be prepared for the weirdness so my mother was never the type of person to say oh she's you know kids are to be seen and not heard my mother was she always listened to me and the things that i had to say and what i felt and my experience she was very in tune with me in that way but when i started to pull away from her own morals and thought processes she started to listen less simply because i was not in tune with her thought process so it got to the point where she was um you know how can i explain it it got to the point where it it was just like i felt like parents just don't understand and she felt like i was a dumb Teen and we we the communication broke, but then, as I started to grow older, she realized, oh, she was listening to me all of that time, she was just doing things her way, and that I think helped my brother a lot because when my mother realized that her letting me fall on my ass and make my own mistakes led to me being an adult with common sense it allowed her to let my brother do the same thing even though he's older than me she had spent more time kind of cocooning him it's like those commercials where they say you know first kid you're very careful you do all these things and then second kid you don't really give a fuck because you've gone through the first kid and they made it out alive so that's kind of what happened with my mother she realized oh My daughter, she kind of strayed away from my thoughts and ideas. And she, you know, fell on her ass and she's made her mistakes and she's did these things. But now that I'm talking to her again in this way, I see that she has common sense despite all of the mistakes and blunders and things like that. So I think that helped my brother out. But that's neither here nor there. So we get to this point now where my mother looks at me as like a mature person who's able to make my own decisions, who when I talk, I make sense. If I don't feel like I have anything of value to add to a conversation, I don't say anything at all. And all of these things makes my mother think, oh, this is the type of person that I could like be around. Like I could get with this kind of personality. Okay, that's fine. It's wonderful. That's really what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to hate your daughter when she's sixteen and then love her again at some point. Um, but then it comes to 2020, and my father now mind you, uh, I had never been really enthusiastic about any of this like i I was just kind of being myself. And I got to the space where I was on this journey to forgive my parents and break cycles and not let myself be bogged down by the shit that happened in my past, right? So that's, that's up until this point. So then in 2020, of course, you all know that I lose my father very early in the year, the beginning of COVID. Um, and what really fucked me up is that when I lost my father the last conversation that I had with him was about my cousin dying of COVID and this was the last conversation I had my cousin on my father's side so his sister's son and you know I was just you know I was there for him and I said you know I'm you know we were of course really sad about the situation but the we talked about it and then three days passed and I hadn't said anything else. I hadn't spoken with my father in three days. And I go back in my text messages. I had just moved to Seattle. I had just changed my phone number. So I didn't have any of the old voicemails or text messages from the old phone to go back to. And the only thing that I had to kind of go back to after he passed away was these last few conversations that we had. And the last one being about my cousin that passed away. So I was, I felt some type of way about that. And I worked through my grief and, you know, all of that happened. But then I started to think about my parents' mortality Because my father passed away very, very suddenly. There was no way on earth I could have been prepared for it. Um, And, you know, it was just insane. So that was my main front of mind thought is my parents' mortality all through 2020, all through the summer of 2020. And so... My mother became this person to me that I wanted to, like, you know, for most people, when they want to know about their family history or they want to know like old stories or anything like that, they, um, they a lot of times I won't say always, but sometimes it's too late. Like when they, when they develop that curiosity, it's too late. The people that they can ask these questions to are long dead and gone. And so that's really started to happen to me because, you know, my whole family is like, my whole family is pretty much gone. Like I have, you know, my brothers, a few cousins, my mom, And then nieces and nephews, the people who come after me, who I'm supposed to be passing these stories down to. So for me, I really wanted to have a deeper understanding beyond the under, because I have very early memories and I wasn't one of those. This is not the type of family that just sends kids out of the room because they're children. So I do have early memories of some of the things that happened in my family. But you want to hear those stories and you want to really talk about it and develop an understanding and so when my father passed away I figured this is the perfect time for me to really understand my mother and so that I can have that understanding so that god forbid knock on wood if anything happens to her I can say that I've asked the questions that I needed to ask and you know done all these things and so um I started to do that like Like when my father passed away and then my mother became more comfortable with sharing these stories about, you know, like I knew that she was feuding with his sisters and that there were things that happened in our family. But I never really had the whole story. I just had the bits and pieces that I remembered from actually going through it. So I was able to ask her these questions and she was able to talk to me candidly. And I really value that. Because a lot of people don't get that and they don't really think to want it until it's too late. Here's the weird part. Is that my mother and I, those 10-year spans, that 10-year span that I told you about, did not get along. Like, we weren't... My mother and I have always been close. We always will be close because we love each other despite the bullshit. But we were not kikiing with each other so the reason why it is weird is because now we are actually kikiing with each other she has become a less judgmental person or even if she hasn't she trusts me a lot more to make my own decisions because she knows that I'm responsible um but she her and I have this different there's different kind of dynamic and there are things that i hear her say and there are things that she tells me about and it's just like we spent a lot of time just not knowing each other and it's really really weird because sh- we knew each other the best at some point there was a point In time where I knew my mother better than anybody else and my mother knew me better than anybody else. And so to know that we were so disjointed that there's like a 10 year span where I have to tell her stories about what I went through and she has to tell me stories about what she went through. And it's just weird. And like some of the stories I don't even want to hear. But you have to because you have to you can't like break that momentum. Of where things are like going well, and then you hear something, and it's like, eh. but you have to hear it because if you if you say I don't want to hear that, it breaks the momentum. It makes the person seem like it makes the person feel like, oh, I have to. You know, there are certain things that I can't say, and I don't want to do that because I want to hear about it all. I want I want the information. So it's just weird because our when we get into a space of forgiving our parents um like I was talking about on live the other day with Q uh for Bill- Pillow Talk with the T podcast when we get to forgiving our parents we open ourselves up to a space where we can identify with our parents and that I think is the scariest thing it's like it's scarier than oh, it's just really scary. It's like you get to this point where your mortality comes into question, their mortality comes into question, and you identify with them, and something locks into place, and it is hard, it's difficult. I mean, it even happened to my husband the other day where he like he was talking to his mom, and it's like stories from his childhood where his parents are starting to call him and be like oh what happened on this day because y'all was acting funny and I always wanted to ask you and now my husband and his siblings are getting to the age where they could be like oh this is what happened you know where it's not like telling on yourself because you're a whole middle-aged human it's just funny now all of it is is weird all of it is weird and scary because along with the idea of now we've gotten to this mature place where we can see our parents as humans and our our parents can see us as humans. Everybody is questioning everybody's mortality. Everybody is questioning everybody's um, memories. And it's just a weird, it's a weird space. It's like, damn, you... I don't know. When I was a kid, for example, when I was a kid, I used to I, I was the youngest of the family. You all know the story already. I'm the I'm the youngest by 10 years. I My parents were old when they had me. I was raised by older people. And so when I was a kid, I used to be like six, seven, eight. And I used to watch my aunt and my mother and my brother and my sister in law. Uh, Get dressed to go out to go see, you know, the taping in a deaf comedy jam or go out to, you know, infusions or, you know, something. And um, I used to think, damn, I hope I I hope it went from when I was six, seven, eight. I used to say, I hope that when I get when I turn 21, that there's music to dance to in the club. I used to think that all of a sudden the world was going to turn into like Footloose. But then, as I started to get anxiety over the years, so we're talking about now we're moving to 10, 11, 12, I used to think, damn, I hope I live to be 21 so that I could go to the club and dance or whatever. So for me, I never thought about a time when I was going to be old enough and my parents were still going to be young enough for us to see each other as maybe not equals, but to view each other as human. You know? It's just like uh, on Baby Boy. Like, Jody was old as fuck. But he still saw his mother having a relationship with a man as, like, kind of cringy. And I, I just never in my life fathomed when I would get to a point for my parents to see me as a fully formed adult and then I could identify with my parents as fully formed adults and I'm so glad that for me and my father it happened more quickly because I you know I lost my I lost him and I'm glad that it happened more cl- quickly because when I when I became an adult, like 21, 22, my father was like, "Okay, you you 20, you you grown now. We can have shots together. We could sit back, we could laugh. I can make jokes, you can make jokes. We can go to New Orleans together. And we can act the ass, you know. And I like I value that time that I had with him to like be an adult with my father and him see me as an adult and so now even though it's fucking weird as fuck like it is weird some of the things that my mother says and my mother has been through and the stories is fucking weird it's and it's like it's weird but it's enlightening because now I can look back and be like oh oh But I'm glad that I'm having this time with my mother to view her as a human, not as a mother, not as, you know, a woman who I've never really seen call anybody her boyfriend or not as a woman who I saw fix everybody's fucking problems. And empty herself into everybody else's glass but I could just see her as a woman and what her thought process was and some of the decisions that she made and she can see me as a woman and I can tell her about things that have happened to me I can tell her about my mistakes I can tell her about you know my dreams and aspirations, and I I know that she is being just as open-minded as I am, and she's looking at me like, Oh, my daughter is not just my daughter, she's not just my little baby, she's not somebody who used to like mayonnaise sandwiches, but now she doesn't like mayonnaise sandwiches. She is an actual woman, and there was about a five, four or five-year period in there that like after the 10 years that we didn't really get along. We loved each other, but we didn't get along. There was about a five-year period after that where my mother would say, oh, do you like this kind of food? And I would say, no, I don't eat that. And she would be like, oh, well, you used to eat it when you was seven. And I'm like, I'm not seven anymore. I don't have to eat what you give me. I can decide what I like and what I dislike. And I don't like that. And she had to actually work through that. That was something that she had to work through. That's like, I told y'all, we were we were close just simply because of the nature of our relationship from the very beginning. But we did not know each other because we were so disconnected for this decade, essentially. And it was actually fun getting to know my mother again. Well, really not getting to know my mother again because I still knew her. She, you know, she hadn't changed because she was 50, 60. But f- having her get to know me again and to to understand that she has to respect that I'm, I'm an actual adult. And the breakthrough that happened was just wonderful. It's, it is wonderful. I can call my mother and whereas when I was... 28, if I called my mother and we spoke on the phone for 45 minutes, I knew that 90% of that conversation was going to get on my nerves. And now on the eve of 38, I can call my mother and I know that if we talk for 45 minutes, 10% of that conversation is going to get on my nerves. She's still going to get on my nerves because she's my mother. I gotta love this lady she is everything to me but 10% of some of the shit she say is gonna get on my fucking nerves but it's just I don't know the whole experience is weird and I never I never even thought about how weird it would be so this is what I say when I say that for, say to like forgive your parents And let your parents be people. Because they are doing the very best that they can do. And sometimes a person's very best is shitty. Sometimes you do your very best and you get a fucking D+. And that's shitty. But guess what? You did your best. So we need to forgive our parents even the ones that are averaging a D plus because there is going to come a point in your life where that person is going to provide value to your soul and you're going to unlock things <clears throat> that you didn't know like the the value in that relationship that you did not even know that you needed or that you were missing because you were so busy holding on to this grudge. You were so busy holding on to this particular circumstance. So let go, release, heal, and let your parents grow let your parents grow into the people that they're going to grow into in their sunset years because it everything all of the holes will be filled, and everything that you didn't know was even an issue is going to come back around full circle and be explained and you'll be enlightened and you'll be surprised at some of the things that you hear and some of the growth that comes from these conversations that happen later on in life for both you and your parents but that's all I got i I do apologize for the audio like I've been going back and forth in my mind for the past three or four days about if I was going to even post this because I know that the audio is crazy. I had some things going on the other day when I started recording this and then then everything cut off on me. So I had to come back and finish it. And, um, so I was just even questioning whether I was going to post this or not, but I've, I've been having some conversations this week that let me know that this is something that people need to hear. So I decided to go ahead and post it. So forgive my audio, forgive the change that you might hear in the sound quality, forgive my, uh, my countertop ice maker making ice in the background and Kobe squeaking and playing with his toys. And just listen to the message. And I hope that you can see past all of that. And, you know, this doesn't happen very often. I try to give you guys the best audio that I can. But re-recording this, just, it wasn't going to hit the same. You know, so I decided to go ahead and post it. And I hope nobody holds that against me. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Grown Ass Folk Podcast. On Twitter at Grown Ass Folk Podcast. And then also join me this week. I think I'm going to make it, um, I think from here on out, it'll be Thursdays instead of Fridays. But join me this week for um, Between the Sheets, the segment that I do on IG Live. And then also join me on Monday for um, Movie Monday. And um, I'll have, even though I'm posting this late, I'm still going to have an episode for you guys on Sunday, so look forward to that. Thank you so much for bearing with me and following me and having conversations with me and um, starting to get the, the voicemails and the notes and the DMs, and I'm just, I'm, I'm overjoyed, so thank you all. And also, um, one last happy birthday to me. My birthday was on Tuesday, and... Um, I had a blast. I'm going to have a blast this weekend. And thanks for all of the birthday love that I got on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. So, yeah, Uh, thanks for hanging with me and uh, stay in touch and uh, tune back in next week uh, for our next topic. Deuces.